everybody, welcome to episode 190. 190 of the gold. Yeah. <laughs> you just love to cut me off. Mm-hmm. 190 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. 190. I'm another host, Paul, Paul Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. You see? Hey, how are you guys? Nope, still can't hear them. Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah. What are we doing today? It's morning. Get that yawn out of the way before we start this <laughs> podcast. It's going to be a good one. Lots I'm, of energy. I'm slightly sleep deprived with our, our new adopted cat. Yeah. yeah. Last night was the first night that I was kind of able to sleep through the night. So she's a senior gal, you know, we're trying yeah. to, we're trying to work with Weeza. Miss Weeza Boudreaux. Um, so yeah, I can, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. I believe in you. Yeah. I believe in me too, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is there any news? I haven't seen much news. Not really much has been going on. No. Aside from uh, learning that uh, Tom Hardy spat in the face of Army Hammer during a Mad Max casting audition. audition. Yeah. For some reason, they were reading together for the same part or something. And, you know, Tom took it there, so. Yeah. That's dedication, you know? I mean, that's assault, really. But <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not really a fan of Army Hammer, and I love Tom Hardy, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about the face spin, at, at least not without some kind Unless of... Unless it was uh, like a uh, annunciation-type spit. I no, don't know. it was not. I, I don't think it was at all. Yeah. Um, you know, like, give me a warning Yeah. also, but I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So not much has been happening in the news. We uh, we have a guest lined up for next week, so hopefully everything goes well. I, I kind of hate to um, announce those because then something can go wrong, and we don't just like to it. bank episodes. So um, you know, we do we it just, live. We just well, we don't do it live, but we just don't tend to bank episodes. So I don't want I don't you know sometimes things don't work out, and then sure. I've said oh well, they are so. Um, <laughs> What do, what do we what happens? Oh, okay. Just checking. So uh, we're just going to talk about more stuff that we've watched. There's been, you know, there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good indie stuff. Um, it's a little more difficult to uh, to get indie guests on because things are not really happening still with COVID. Especially on the indie level, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, we hate to bombard you with, more reviews but i mean we do love watching stuff and um so that is part of what this is about is you know what what are we watching well how how did this director writer do and blah 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 and um you know but it's it's been exceedingly difficult Mm -hmm. to find any new productions really because nothing has happened for the past two years or uh, if they do there there's very limited releases and so you don't they don't roll their way down the grapevine as much Mm mm-hmm I mean, things are being made, certainly, but if you notice, there's like just kind of a trend where there's limited cast. You see a lot of stuff where it's like as few people as possible, which I'm fine with. I love that. That's what we do just to save money. But right. it's just kind of interesting to see like, oh, everyone's having to do this out of force. Um, and, you know, stuff is being made. But like for us, we ha- I mean, we'd like to film something over the hopefully by you know in the spring or something i'd like to just like film a a scene or just a like a micro short kind of go back into drama a bit Mm -hmm. i we've you know comedy is easy to do with limited resources 
it's kind yeah. of the go-to, you know, comedy. Comedy's difficult to write, but skits, I think, are easy because there's not as much on the line. Like writing a right. comedic short, I don't, you know, that that's that's intimidating and that's a lot of money to be like, I'm not even comfortable here. Um, but a skit's like, all right, we can get this done in literally a couple of hours. And if it's not funny, then it's not funny. But right. it's hard to do a skit, a dramatic skit. That's not a thing for some reason. I say we should make that a thing. I think dramatic skits should be a thing. I don't know what happened before or after mm. this scene. I just know what's happening in this moment. There's a confrontation or there's a trauma or something crazy is happening. And that's all you got. I mean, it's just a micro short at that point, right? Well, yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, but like a, just a quick kind of skit, I guess. Yeah. Those are, it's 90% of the time. Those are, well, I shouldn't say, I should say it's either sci-fi or comedy. Those yeah. are really the only two that you see. You you don't really see, very rarely do you see a horror skit. You do sometimes, but it's it's rare. Yeah. You never really see a dramatic skit. Um, there are, I've seen a couple, but they're usually much higher level because they're able to go like, hey, um, we don't. We don't really have the resources for like a feature or anything, but they're well known. So they have great equipment. And so you can get away with like a 10 minute scene, which isn't a skit at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but, say. you know, you can kind of get away with those things when it's like, oh, this is filmed on an Ari. And this, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a famous, a quasi famous director who just had some time on their hands. And then, you know, that sells itself in, in a way. But for people in our level, I don't I don't think I've ever seen somebody with limited resources just make like a three minute scene yeah that was dramatic it's hard because with drama you really need to be invested and you can't you don't have time to be invested in such a sort yeah a sci-fi is easy because it's uh, you're there for the visual effects you're there for the visual effects so that's yeah. really what you need to get going and then you just kind of throw the story around it like um uh the fuck was that thing we did jesus Neptune. Neptune. Uh, yeah. You know, story story literally didn't matter. No. We didn't You're even like, have a story. Not like why is she raking leaves? Where's is, yeah, she, like, is she married? Didn't like, even have a is story. She working today? Did she take the day off? Is she not feeling well? What's yeah. happening? We had nothing. We just went and did just started filming me doing things and then figured mm -hmm. things out afterwards. And you can do that because you're there for the monster. Mm -hmm. No one really cares about how we got there. When it's comedy, it's comedy that sells itself. But drama and horror is kind of you really need to build things up. With mm -hmm. horror, you have to build tension. Yeah. And with a with a drama, you have to build that emotion and that investment. Yep. And it's, it's just not easy to do in three minutes. No. Not. Or so. It usually will end up being more like an art piece at yes. that point, you know? If it's like somebody walking down a street while there's yeah, a but poem it, being read like overhead. Yeah, it's super avant-garde. Yeah, and like, yeah. Then you're like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a three-minute short have of to be someone super pretentious filming a balloon in the yeah. wind <laughs> and you're yeah. like right right, right. <laughs> yep this balloon represents my loneliness yeah and desire for emotional commitment yeah oh and then i want to run up with a pin and be like Poof. yeah enough of that oh um so yeah so we're gonna we're gonna talk talk about so since we're talking about like ah horror and thrillers and kind of more moody stuff i guess we'll go with two things that we watched that are of the spookier yeah uh, spookier variety nature yeah nature was kind of more what i was going for um and so uh the so again uh you know i it's it's kind of like a game that you have to play if you don't want to fall into the do i want to pay for this 
uh, uh-huh. game. Uh, we almost <laughs> we almost paid for uh, small engine repair. <laughs> yeah. Literally the day before it became available on Hulu. So this is always kind of frustrating because you see something and you're like, I feel like the second I rent that, it's going to be available on another platform for free. This one was not. Um, Speaking I was, of small engine repair, yeah. um, I know we talked about it last week, but uh, I don't know if we're going to have them on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so uh, this film, I saw the trailer and they used an effect that really bothers me. Hmm. Uh, there aren't really many. I can deal with the goriest of things. They just don't affect me. But certain things are just like, Ugh, I think like, you know, stuff that people intentionally go for have been overused so much that you're just sort of immune to it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I grew up watching really inappropriate shit. So gore doesn't get me. Um, the only the only and it's not even a horror movie. It was a drama. It was a dark. It was a drama about about a, a, um, a true events a murder. But a movie called Snowtown Murders. I think I've mentioned this mm. before. They had a scene in the movie that was kind of like a torture scene and that shit set me off. Yeah. I needed to pause that because it was so well done. Yeah. That I was like, you know, it's like when you're watching somebody peel their skin off, you're like, well, that doesn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like at that point I'm just it's going just fantastical. I'm so. just going in for like how realistic is this? Did yeah. the, what did they do practical effects? How good was the makeup? Oh, uh, yeah. that blood is so orange. Why is it orange? And then yeah. it just takes me out because I'm not even thinking about the fact that they're peeling their skin off. I'm just like, did this work? Yeah. Did they do it like a la Hellraiser where it was like kind of well done? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but when it's something that you know did happen, there's something like you know because you're like this happened to somebody and uh you start to kind of put yourself in their position and it it wasn't even a gory scene but it just was disturbing in Mm. that way so that was really and the the effect that i'm referring to is this sort of sped up effect that to my knowledge was introduced um someone's going to be like you're wrong in 1978 so like fine but I'm just saying you first saw it. I don't recall prior to this film seeing this effect. Uh, but to my knowledge, Jacob's Ladder was one of the f- one of the first films, we'll say, to do this incredibly sped up effect. And you have to remember, this is way before computer technology. So they had to find ways, to, you know, to trick this through speed and, yeah. uh, you know, in the film. And then, you know, so I find that that I'm always more impressed by that because it's like. You could always see when something has been digitally enhanced and mm-hmm. it never quite never quite sits the same. Right. Um, so th- they they would do this effect. I remember reading on how they did it, too. And I don't remember. It was like something with the way they the speed that they film. Ugh, I don't remember. Um, but it's this this shaking motion. It's usually what's with someone's face. It'll usually be their face. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't like it uh it makes me nauseous like it doesn't scare me it just gives me the heejis you know it's just yeah. like i don't like it and i saw it for the first time in jacob's ladder as a kid and i was like not a fan of that yeah. and ever since then i've seen like maybe two things over the past 30 years where someone has done that uh, but I saw they did it in the trailer and I was like, oh, no. So I kind of was like, I really want to see this now because you don't see that effect a lot. And it bothered me. And yay. Um, so the name of the film is called The Dark and the Wicked. And uh, it's a writer director, uh, Brian Bertino. 
which I, I always appreciate. Um, Marin Ireland and Michael Abbott Jr., uh, Julie Oliver Touchstone, Lynn Andrews, uh, Tom Nowicki. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have to admit, uh, I, I, I've seen Michael Abbott Jr. Like in, like I, I, his face was familiar, but the only actor that I really knew was Marin Ireland. And I kind of love when filmmakers do this because you're not focusing on like a star studded cast. Yeah. And you're able to just go like, oh, yeah, I know that person. Like, I've seen them and stuff. And, uh, you know, maren has been in, in a ton of things and working forever. And so obviously I recognized her, but uh, I wasn't focused on that. Yeah. Um, there really is something to just using more indie actors and stuff. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, I get it. They do it because it's like, oh, the more the more familiar faces you have, the more money you're going to get. And yeah. it's like, okay, but, you know. I don't know. So um, throw Tom Holland in it. (laughs) So uh, again, writer director Brian Bacino. So um, this was this was a film that I I really enjoyed the concept to. I thought it was I thought it was good. I didn't love it, Mm -hmm. but I thought that it was clever. Uh Um, It was different. I guess that's you know I I appreciated that these people didn't wind up running around in the woods somewhere at a cabin. Um, and not that that's bad because we've watched stuff where that certainly works, but it's just there's no shortage of films of a bunch of people haphazardly walking around in the woods and scary things happening. Yeah. Right? Like, I think we've established that the woods is the place to go when you want scary things to happen. Well, it's cheap. Yeah, it is. And I get it, but... Um, well, not cheap as in... It's it just... It's inexpensive. I would like to see different things. And so yeah. I thought this was really interesting. A um, couple of, you know, a couple of moments in there that I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, the light turning on. See, t- for me, it's the subtle thing. So this story is following a brother and sister whose father is dying. Mm-hmm. And um, they go to sort of spend their his last moments with him. And I guess the mother is kind of like opposing this and saying that they shouldn't be there. And we learn why, because there's this force or entity or Mm -hmm. something that is sort of plaguing this family and they're all sort of susceptible to it right um so this the the mother's death was like okay i mean i kind of saw that happening i'm like all right she's just chopping vegetables at like 12 o'clock in the morning yeah Uh, i'm pretty sure something's gonna go on here but um the scene of her like outside the window was really creepy yeah but to me, the scariest thing was when you don't see the mother's apparition, but it was just the idea of being dead asleep in a room and your light turning on, just an overhead light. And yeah. it's that click of the way because yeah. they had like the older switch yeah. plates <clears throat> that uh, that were much noisier. They had a real uh, weight to them. Yeah. If you remember yeah. old, like light switches now, they're like blink. You know, yeah. <laughs> back then it was like katonk. Like, yeah. You had to really turn a light on. Yeah, it's like turning on a nuclear power. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> this this ghost really wants to turn the light yeah. on if they're turning this light on. Um, I don't know why yeah, that, that just happen, scared me. It doesn't have to happen too many times before you're like, no, we're we're out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, and you wonder. Like I want this again. This is the part of like horror uh, that always kind of gets me because yeah. I'm like, why are you still in the house? That and like <laughs> people never communicate. No, you know that if if I if I was trying to sleep and a light turned on twice in this in the middle of the night and I wasn't stupid enough to leave, there's no way I wouldn't be like, you know, my fucking light turned off, twi- turned on twice in the middle of. I, how do you not talk about that? 
it needs to happen twice because I had to set something up the once. first time. Yeah. <laughs> just my light turned on by itself. Yeah. Nobody communicates like weird shit they see like right away. It's usually like later on when once the tension's built up more or something. But it's like, no, usually like I'll go right. I'll, I'll tell. I'll wake you up right at that moment. My light just turned on. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like. Or like when he saw the mom. Yeah. He didn't say that right away. He told her later he made that confession. That, yeah, that right. He thought, you know, that he'd seen her. And I'm like, how did you not run into the room, into the father's room with her and be like, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> Just looked out the window, saw mom. I'm yeah. moving my mattress into here at yeah. the very least. Yeah, at seriously. the very least. We're all going to be in the same room. Or take a, take a photo to see if it's real. <laughs> you know, like if they show up on, on, on a camera. Well, what if they don't, though? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's a... So, so here's the thing. I mean, I, I, did, I did find their motivations really weird. Um, sometimes I thought that it was very interesting that um this thing sort of tricked him into believing his family was gone i thought that yeah. was kind of interesting um and, you know thus creating the very thing he was afraid of happening and you know he kills himself thinking that his family's dead and then they walk in and find him and oh my god and why would he yeah. do this and now no one knows um so you can't trust that's always the scary part right is when you can't trust what you're looking at yeah you know the reality in which you're, you're in and i don't know if i would you know yeah i don't know i mean it's just weird <laughs> that you're like oh my family's dead let me slice my throat right now at this very moment at this, this moment. second it's like give it a sec you know you know weird shit's going on so just you know i don't think that he envisioned that it could make him see things like that though mm -hmm. but um what i did enjoy about it um, because again, yeah, lots of things were happening that was like, how are you still there? Why are you still there? But going into that, does that matter? Because now this followed him outside of the house. So actually leaving would not have done anything. I don't know if maybe they needed to leave right away if they right. stayed too long, but what really added that sort of, um, that, that, the kind of added, a, uh, an extra level of paranoia mm -hmm. as, as an, audience member is that are you were were they ever safe or was it like the second they they touched right. down on there there was no going back right. um because if it followed him it would have followed her i i think what uh and i could be completely wrong but if i put on my writer's cap and i and i watch this film i think yes it is a horror movie and it's it there's elements of it that are meant to scare you and 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 make you feel uneasy but what this film seemed to really be about for me was obligation and abandonment that was the real fear that was the real monster yeah was that they didn't have a very good relationship with their father it didn't seem like he was a very good person so their being there was out of obligation yeah and it's that uh that 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 connection that people have that they're not able to turn away from when it comes to family, no matter how toxic or abusive, they seem to always go back as per the obligation of this is my father, this mm -hmm. is my sister or aunt or whatever. And so then you sort of re-engage that and wind up in the same spot as you always do because that nothing has really changed. And so for her, it was the fear of abandonment, her brother leaving her. Mm -hmm. And leaving her there alone with the father and then her refusing to leave the father, which is like, listen, you leave that man. Okay, spiders. Yeah. Out of the mouth. He's yeah. floating. Yeah. You're on your own, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't I'm help not, you now. I'm not staying here for this. But she stayed. 
I think, you know, obviously out of her own fear and her own insecurities. And so that, so I think that's what that really was about. It kind of had like that, um, the night house kind of feel where it's like, yes, it's a horror movie, but the real horror is, is kind of actual being, uh, being obligated to your father is the well no horror. like the, the actual that the, <laughs> the actual horror was not something supernatural or yeah. something that was unattainable something that is real um and that you're kind of fighting with that and so yeah. i did appreciate that i appreciated that there was this sort of underlying message um i thought that it had you know it was doing really good at building tension and then things got to be just too many things were happening that i'd be like i would have lost my mind already like how are these people still functioning i guess yeah 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 the um any any decent genre film really if it's horror sci-fi whatever is always rooted in some kind of dramatic um you know undertone you know be it you know family or or loss or you know and any of that stuff and i yeah i feel like this film kind of tied that together well um and then you know of course towards the end you get more fantastical and and you know you, yeah. you got to build up that third act to be some kind of like whoa crazy thing that happened and um but yeah it was uh i liked the film the acting was well done and the lighting was good um but yeah the the every horror film we watch it's like you're constantly putting yourself in the position of the person mm -hmm. right oh my god that would be crazy if that happened and 90% of the time we're like nope I'd, I would have left already or <laughs> movie's I, over yeah. it's a short <laughs> and uh, so with that said a lot of times when you're writing something like this you're you're writing yourself into a corner that you then have to write yourself out of mm -hmm. you know be it like the cell phones don't work or you're stuck there because your car broke down for some reason and you know so it gets tricky because how do you build tension like that in in a, in a realistic environment because in a realistic environment you may have more options, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I think left to my own devices, if someone was like, you'd have to write a horror movie and there has to be a reason why this person stops at this creepy cabin uh, slash gas station or whatever. Free candy. You always. know, and I, you know, just me being me and unfiltered, I'd be like, well, the character has IBS. <laughs> Right. Somebody's like, why would they stop? Like, do you have IBS? You ever had IBS? I have IBS. You stop. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stop. And uh, we're going to go here. We don't want to go here, but this is where we're going to go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's where, you know, that's where I would go. You'd never see that in a movie. You'd never see something where like the protagonist or antagonist has bowel disease. Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, I don't understand why, why things like that. I think it's forget it like we we still haven't even gotten to uh a, a point in in film and television where somebody could have a disability that is not linked to the story somehow yeah, yeah. so somebody having a, a, you know a gi issue chronic gi issue is never going to just be written as part of the story unless it's a punchline if it's a comedy and you've got punchline, people or it's like a, a an ibs demon <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something <laughs> The demon that controls IBS is very much a demon. Yeah. Yeah. Cert definitely a, a spawn of Satan. IBS C or D. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Um, so, yeah, I just like you never see that unless it's going to be unless it's like a comedy. And it's like, you know, along came Polly and it's like, oh, you have IBS. Yeah. You know, and it's like, OK, so now we have to. He's got to use the bathroom and use La her loofah. La Hafez. <laughs> Um, 
So I just, you know, which, listen, I can laugh at that, you know, because you get it. Like, you could relate. You're like, totally fucking get it. And you're watching comedy. I'm like, I'm not offended by it. That's funny. But it's just like, I would love to see that just as in a drama or a thriller or something where it's like, this person has IBS (laughs) just because. Yeah. Just because they've got Crohn's disease. And anyone with Crohn's disease knows how much that sucks. Yeah. Uh, And so that would put you in uh, peculiar uh, situations right? Sure. we're like yeah. hey why didn't this person run they're having an ibs flare-up there's no running yeah the gas inside of your body is crawling up your rib cage and trying to kill you yeah. there's no there's no moving in that moment no None. um and there you go there that to me is a better explanation than why did they stay when the light turns on just because yeah i just they just did weird things are afoot in this house <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I did, I did enjoy this film. So the, the irony was that the effect that they did in the trailer, it was the only time they did it in the film. They just used that clip and I actually didn't like the way they did it when I watched it in the context that it was. It it took me out that one moment. I thought the the moment leading up to it was good. When she was in the shower, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. You know? Um, and usually when I really expected when she opened the curtain that it would be like a foggy mirror with writing. I didn't, I or really even... didn't expect him to be standing there and he was, but I thought they should have left it at yeah. that. Yeah. That would yep. have been creepy enough. But the just effect. Just staring there. Yeah. Just, yeah. The effect felt like so shoehorned in there mm-hmm. and like so like, um, look what we can do. You know, it just didn't. But now if you're her, are you staying? Yeah. Listen, I just saw dad's sta- head move. Yeah. If you're standing uh, there, that's one thing where you can be like, okay, he's like whacked out of his head right. or whatever. But for him to do that and then he's gone, I, you know, I guess you have to do something where he's there and not there. So you have to raise the stakes to make her like look away. So when she looks back, he's gone or something. I don't, I don't know. I mean, she could have just been scared by not yeah. expecting him to be there. And when she turned her head back, he was gone or not. Yeah. What if he just stood there and peed himself? Yeah. And you're like, okay, but... There's no, there's no way in real life that we'd be like, oh, hey, bro, guess what? Dad's head just moved 200 miles an hour yeah. in three seconds. That's normal, right? That's yeah. part of the, the dying process. I yeah. mean, what are you talking about? I'm not staying. I'm not staying here. Yeah. No, we're not doing this. Yeah. So it's always the, you know, always the case where you, you do that. Well, that. It's usually the female character, but it's, you know, the one character goes, oh, dad's, oh, you're just, I think you're, I think you're stressed. Maybe you're just yeah. stressed out. And it's like, I've been pretty stressed some days, but I've never seen your head move a million miles an hour, you know? So I don't know how stressed you have to be to see that. Pretty and like, stressed. Yeah, and how how easy it is for someone to write that off as stress. Yeah. Know? I don't want that kind of stress. Yeah, I don't seriously. need that. Um, so do I recommend watching it? I do. I think that it, it, it was still a creative uh, horror movie yeah. and not like your your typical horror movie now that you see it's just an abundance of but um i did think that the tr- the trailer like so many films just kind of like i felt like it was going to be better mm. saw the trailer and i was like oh this looks pretty... you know it's it's tricky with horror trailers because you you almost you know a casual viewer is just like whatever but for us we kind of know the game so it's like when we see a horror trailer we're like is this really a horror film mm-hmm. or is the trailer trying Did to put, watch make all it the best parts a horror film and it's really a thriller which is fine but it's you know it's like you never know what you're going in to get yeah you know yeah but I, I, don't really know. I try to stay away though. from trailers anyway like some people consider things that that i would yeah, consider right. a thriller to be a horror right and but as we discovered with a lot of films it's you know the trailer is 
painted as painted as just like a straight horror film when it's more subtle and and you know more of a yeah. thriller vibe. I mean, well, I mean, I'd say it was a horror movie because unrealistic oh, things for were sure happening. A film, yeah. But um, yeah, I just I didn't see uh, the trailer, so I don't know how. You did actually see the trailer. Oh, I did. You just don't remember it. Mm. Um, yeah, because you reacted to me reacting to the part of his head moving, and you mm. laughed at me because you know I don't like that. Um, <laughs> so so <sweet>. yeah. <laughs> so that was that. Yeah. So the the next thing that we're going to talk about, uh, ironically, uh, I I'd seen a an article about um, an issue on set, and that's how it all kind of just snowballed at that point and then I looked into it and then I, and I was like okay okay and then I was like oh <clears throat> showtime and we got rid of showtime we had showtime for I don't know like six or seven months or something like that mm-hmm. we'd watched whatever there was to watch on there which really wasn't much and then we went like when we paint like we don't yeah I haven't opened this app in two months yeah so why do we have this I mean it's been too bad and th- and they do this all the time right they sleep for like six or seven months, then they throw a banger out there and you're like, now I have to get this shit all over again. And then they hope that you forgot that you subscribed to it because we're in this stage in our lives or actually not not so much in our lives, but we're in this stage in society and technology and technological society where we are so fucking lazy that we would rather pay $12 a month for an app that we don't use then to try to figure out what our password was for that app, <laughs> log in and cancel that shit. Yeah. We would rather be like, fuck it. I'll just pay $100 this year for this that I'm, I'm never going to reference because I, I don't want to so, do that. Like whenever I see like there's something that I want to watch on AMC and they and it's like a, a film, a film mm-hmm. uh, and it's only on AMC and they have a free trial, but. And I could get the free trial, watch the film, and then cancel it. But it's like I'm not even gonna do that. No, like and they I, know that. If I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't have to put my credit card in, I would do it. But the fact that I have to put my credit card in for a free trial, like I don't know, that should be. I mean, look, there's a million issues in this world that are way more important, obviously. But you know, I, I just there's nothing that angers me more than well, a free trial that you have you to have put to put your credit yeah, card. Yeah, because they in. want you to forget and then yes. you pay and then whatever. And I <laughs> get the course. whole game, but it's like. It's 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 it, it it's a deterrent for me. There's no way I'll ever do a free trial. If you said it's a free trial, no credit card required, I'm in. That's fine. But if you know, once I have to put in a credit they're card, they're not making money that way, boo boo. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're not. This is right how, because I'm uh, not. Can, can we just explain something? We still have Showtime. Okay, pretty sure that trial is like almost up or just yeah. just uh, expired. And guess what? We still have Showtime. Yeah, but at least we watched something. We got something. Well, out of we've it. watched actually two things on there and i have some stuff saved that yeah. i that i'm gonna watch so it's not like we just signed up for one thing and then the we trial did. ran out no we then... totally did i just happened to find new movies that they added that i was like oh, oh okay cool 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 and so i i put those things on my list but i mean i didn't one of those things was ironically a, a movie on prime that has it's been out for like i don't know two years or something and it hasn't budged on like the the rental price which is pretty high and i can't find it anywhere else right so when i saw it on showtime i was like get the fuck out of here (laughs) put it on there but i wouldn't have assumed that that was going to be on showtime like we we i literally signed up for showtime because you got showtime the first time with the free trial so now i had to use my email and i signed up for it just for this show just for this show and we still have it of course because you know 
checkmate. Um, I, I don't believe the show was over, right? The, no, it wasn't. It yeah. it was almost over. There was one right. more one more episode. We didn't know but that. I'm but I'm just I'm gonna I, I'll die on this hill. I know you will. I know of, you will of free trials because I'm no. Over I it. hear you. I mean, I, I'm currently. So if you're listening, AMC executives, and I know you are, <laughs> um, your free trial has actually deterred me from uh, you know watching any of your content. Yeah, I'm going to be honest here. I the the one app that I think I'm going to I don't remember the I don't remember the password for it. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. I do not remember the password for this. And I don't remember if we used my email or your email. I have no idea. So this is going to be interesting. And this is how they get you. Mm-hmm. Sundance. Yeah. Watched a couple of things on there. Really thought I was going to be more hooked to that than I was because they You'd have a lot so. of BBC stuff, yeah. but it's not a lot of great BBC stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, I may try to watch another show on there and see, but I'm I'm not really referencing it as much as I thought I was going to. Like it just, it's like okay, we we watched a couple things and nah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, so uh, I I was reading an article about Melanie Litsky and uh, her time on a show, and then. I don't know what I got really judgy with the cast. I'm not sure why. I was like, I don't know about this cast together. I don't know about these actors together. Like, is this going to be good? Or yeah. I, I don't know. Because I love Melanie. Like, I, yeah. I love almost everything she's been in. Yeah. And I've I've been watching her since I was literally a teenager. Yeah. When she was in Heavenly Creatures with Kate Winslet, when they were nobody. They were still, like, yeah. breaking out into the business and they did a film together and um called heavenly creatures and i loved it i used to watch it all the time when i was a teen and so i've i've loved watching her over the years it's like oh my god you know she she's like the she's an indie queen for me she's yeah. really she's really good and she's married to fucking jason ritter it's like yeah there's no more they are the indie power couple yeah. for me i love jason ritter i love her the fact that they are together yeah they can never break up yeah ever well, they're married so it'd be a divorce but yeah. i don't i don't accept yeah if they if they can't make it nobody can yeah. um and so of course this it, it the show that they were referencing was on showtime and i'm like oh. so we signed up for it the article i kind of don't even want to give that attention because it was such it's such typical bullshit attacking her weight and it was someone on on the crew making a, a comment about her weight Melanie Litsky's never been a size two. She's never been starved. I don't know why you, uh, you, you're not hiring her because, you know, she can fit into children's clothing. This has never, ever been a thing for her. So bringing that up, not sure why someone would even think that that was necessary. But that's how I got, that's how I heard about this show, uh, which is called Yellow Jackets. And uh, so there's a shit ton of directors, Eva Sorhog, uh, Karen Kusama, Jamie Travis, Deepa Mehta. I mean, everybody, I think uh, Ava or Eva, depending on how you pronounce it, she did the most, I think it was like three episodes. Uh-huh. Everyone did one. Right. Um, which kudos to them because oftentimes that doesn't feel cohesive. It's usually like, this feels like something someone else directed, but really like they were all on the same page. Having said that, aside from the obvious like, who wants to who has time to direct an entire series right because that takes forever i don't understand why they always have like 90 directors 
Well, like I get the time, right? Because it's yeah. like, well, if you just you just have to direct one episode yeah. and then you move on. I mean, right. I get I get can that. Prep for the next episode while you're filming the current right. one. I, so I totally that. get that. It's not that I don't understand why they do it, but it's just like it's so weird to me that yeah. it's like let's get a different director well, for every single episode. If you take something like, um, there's been directors. I think like Peacemaker has like the same director. What's his face? But. Um, it really depends on the on on the the project because it's you know if it's a project that a showrunner and a writer get together and they and then they're just like well we'll hire directors for each episode but they're the driving they're the creative driving force mm-hmm. but usually when a director is part of that create creative process then you know they'll direct more or all of them but it's these directors are you know while they're obviously talented and they know what they're doing they're just more directors for hire to yeah. complete the the creative uh, for the thing and and when you do it that way you can then you can you can probably i would assume you can get more done in a shorter period of time because you can go right in from one to the next because you're prepping for the next one while you're doing the current one so you can just go right into uh it's probably a smoother process i would think because but isn't it interesting you don't see that with like a dp they're not like oh we had seven dps for 10 episodes no. it's like a dp that works through the entire season hey look just point the camera over there and light it would you yeah that's all it is. that's all there is to it guys <laughs> throw a couple lights up and point the camera We're that good way to go <laughs> Um, also, the creators, Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson, uh, wrote most, uh, I think, uh, they were part of all of the episodes. Uh, Catherine Kearns wrote uh, 10 of the episodes, I believe. So I think there was 13 total. Um, so, yes, obviously, Melanie Linsky, uh, Tawny Cypress, Ella Purnell, Sophie, I, I want to say Nelise, uh, I think. Uh, she was the younger Melanie. Um Jasmine, uh, Savoy Brown, Sophie Thatcher, uh, Samantha Hanready, uh, Stephen Kruger, Christina Ricci, Juliet Lewis, like Courtney Eaton, just so many people. Uh, Liv Hewson. I mean, it just there's so many damn people in this. Yeah. <laughs> in this, and some, and, and a lot of times it's like, oh my god, it's too many, it's too many people to focus on. But f- I felt like it. I never felt that way. I felt like right, yeah. it, it was just it was a, always a true, like I was invested. A true ensemble piece. Yeah, I was know? totally invested in everybody. I never was like, oh, no. oh, not this. But you know, sometimes when they when you you jump timelines in a show, you're like, oh, I wish they'd go back to the other timeline because yeah. I like that better. There was always that initial moment where I'm like, oh, we're going back to this. But then I was always like, yes. And then when they would jump back to the other one, I'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I the, enjoyed both. Both timelines were good. The the issue I have with those the timelines like that is just like you know that this this person if they're in a, a dangerous yes. loop, they're obviously going to make it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that is um, I mean that is a risk you're taking there. But they they played with that too because then you see people that are not in the the now, you know, the future see mm-hmm. the future um segments but are in the so you assume they didn't make it but maybe they you know what I mean so there's people mm-hmm. that you don't know. Maybe they made it and they're still there, or but they're somewhere else, or or whatever. So, um, they they played with that, which I appreciated a lot. You know, they did a good job with that. Yes. Yeah, so this this show follows a a group of teenagers initially, who are then we follow them later on in life, or whatever yeah. twenty twenty five years later, and so they're part of a soccer team, yep. football. football. They are. Playing, State, they're a really good soccer team. Yeah, they're playing a, a tournament like that they actually have to travel for, and they take a private plane of yeah. one of the team members because she's rich and everything. And they, and the plane crashes, and 
they're now sort of abandoned in this in the in the middle of nowhere and and in uh, I don't know where the hell they are actually. Yeah. Um, but it's very it has a lot alive vibes. They're like yeah. right in the middle of woods, you know, f- like uh, like a forest, yeah. <laughs> like not woods, but like a forest. Yeah. And um, so you do know kind of who makes it out when you get to go back to that character in the future. Yeah. But again, maybe they just haven't addressed these other characters. Maybe they haven't been introduced as their future selves. We don't know. Uh, but some people we know don't make it. Mm-hmm. And um, Well, I don't know because that's that, that was another interesting thing about it is um, the one character who got her face bit mm-hmm. was actually dead. And then she came back and then her face healed up better than it should have. So there's some kind of mythical thing going on there. So... Um, there always there could always be room for um, that sort of fantastical thing to happen. So, so you think that that was intentional that she healed as as good yes, as she did? Yes, I do. Okay, I thought about it and I said, yeah, this because <laughs> when I think back about it, there was a moment I remember them saying that she was dead and that, that made a moment. And of course, it could have been a mistake. They're just kids. They don't, you know, there could be you know, could have had a super low pulse and they thought it, she she was dead, whatever. But I believe based on the the tone of the show and things that have happened that Mm -hmm. she was dead and then she came back and she was able to heal Hmm. that way because that was a gnarly. Yeah. But if you consider the fact that their coach literally lost the leg and somehow doesn't have gangrene and did not die of sepsis, like, yeah, I get it. There's fantastically, you know, there's the, 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 um, you know, uh, it's a show, right? So there's, there's things I, that I just, kind of... I guess I have to wonder if it was just easier bit. to kind of stitch her face up and because the makeup to have left a gaping hole or something like that would have been too difficult. I don't know. So. It seems to be like this type of but show is... This type of show, and I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm overthinking it, but it seems to me that this is the type of show that they really think through these details. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I want that to be true because then it means that they've really thought about it. Otherwise, they're just asking you to suspend your disbelief and that's lazy <laughs> jeez um i i absolutely loved this show i think uh, it's now we're early on and in, into the year but i think that it absolutely is one of the best things that uh oh, for will, sure will have been made in 2022 um i'm so happy that i suckered myself into getting a free trial mm. of showtime to watch it because there's this sort of um through typecasting right you can sort of psych yourself out of giving something a try for instance when i see christina ricci like christina ricci is always wednesday adams to most people in 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 our generation right um and then she did casper Mm. and you know, um, I know she played Lizzie Borden. I didn't see that. Uh, Buffalo 66. Like she was like very indie for a very long time. And sure. then she threw weird things like Black Snake Moan in there and like weird things like that. And I, I don't know why I was, it's like, I don't know why I don't give her a lot of credit. I mm-hmm. think it's just the way that she's cast, quite honestly. Like when she showed up in The Matrix, I was like, what? Yeah. You know, like I, I found that really weird. Um, Juliette Lewis is an actor that you are gen- generally annoyed by. I love her. I think she's a fucking nut, but <laughs> but she's been in so many things that I loved. So for mm-hmm. her, I was more like, oh, this is interesting. Like because Juliette Lewis has also done like every actor has you know those films in their portfolio where they're like, Ugh, you know, and uh, like 
it's a paycheck. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. not mad at it, but I'm just saying, like, she did that movie with Jennifer Lopez or whatever, and it was horrible, you know. But she was in Dust Till Dawn. She was in Cape Fear. She was in California. Like, those are all the yeah. movies that Natural Born Killers, like, but she's usually either spacey or she's flying off the handle. Those are yeah. usually like Whip It. Those are usually the characters that they give Juliette Lewis. And they did give her the Whip flying. Whip It was actually probably her most reserved role. Sort of. Yeah. I think I think Whip if It is look probably. At her career. I think Whip It is probably closest to what she's actually like, yeah. sort of. Um, I think she's there's a little Mallory Knox in there <laughs> in her day to day. She's just she's a spitfire, as they say. Um, and I just I do enjoy her. She's unapologetically weird. And um, I don't think that that's something you can get away with with young actresses now. You know, it's like you kind of oh, have sure, to yeah. play the game. Otherwise, you're they'll 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 you'll get canceled or because mm-hmm. you didn't respond the way the fans to something wanted you to respond. And yeah. all of a sudden you're the worst person. And Juliette Lewis, like, I don't I don't I can't even really think of many interviews I've watched her. And I don't know if she even does interviews. Yeah. If she's even having it. I watched her in, actually in an interview for this show because i like the show so i wanted to kind of learn more about it and she just <laughs> I don't she's know, awkward man. yeah but it's almost like she was almost like dissing the character um not the writing of the character just the character itself and and it was kind of it was so awkward i was just like i don't know how to feel about that yeah like, like i don't care like you know you, you don't have to love a character to play it or, or you know whatever but and it wasn't like she was I don't know. It was just such a weird. I didn't but know. But PR knows what they're getting when you put Juliet sure. Lewis on a stage. I'm sure so they were like... watching it, like just shaking their heads, like, oh, "Well, yeah, there... she did it. Yeah, yeah, there it is." Um, uh, but you know, she had great things to say about the show and the cast and stuff. So, um, it's not like she was just like dissing it all together. But she, it was kind of, it was just so awkward because she clearly liked the move, the show, and she clearly liked the cast, and she liked who played the younger her and stuff. They got along well, but um, you could see the rest of the cast kind of like laughing to themselves when she would just be mm-hmm. like irreverent like she is mm-hmm. um not like in a mean spirited way just like you know like they don't know how do you react to you know what i mean like they're just those, like oh, oh juliet juliet doing, <laughs> doing her thing juliet um, being juliet so i would imagine from, from a pr standpoint it's just like well this is okay we, we're in you know <laughs> but i appreciate that because you know like you know like I want this person. They obviously wanted her for the role. You know, they 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 felt that she would bring something to the role, and they're willing to deal with this quote unquote baggage of of uh, her or any person. You know, um, kind of being ir- irreverent at a at an interview or whatever. Because I've seen her, I've seen her in other interviews where she's just like you know quote unquote normal or more normal. You know, I mean, I think I think honestly the where i go with this is like so long as she isn't being abusive to the cast and crew no she's right? probably a lovely as, person as long know. as she's not being an asshole on set which i i don't imagine because she stuck up for melanie and and i think yeah. wrote to the producers or something when they had nowadays her that, that type of behavior doesn't you, you it doesn't you know you don't especially from a female right well, right but that that's yeah. my point if is she that was if an asshole being, we, she'd be done if she's not being an asshole on set all that aside her being awkward during an interview or speaking up or being kind of obnoxious in ways. I'm like, her male counterpart would have been, I'm sorry, did we not praise Jared Leto oh, for doing that? Do you know what I mean? And and she didn't do the, half of the show. No, she yeah. wasn't doing what he was doing. Do oh, yeah. Know, I, I'm not saying, saying this in, in a, in a, in a no, way. No, I know. Of, but, but I'm just saying, like, like, uh, like somebody. It's, it's almost, it's, 
it's it's entertaining and not like in a laugh at her type of way but just to see somebody with that meant like i don't like her as a as a uh, as an actor necessarily but really? as, as a person I, get it. I think she's so good as a no i'm she's talented and but just something talented. <laughs> talented she's talented she's irreverent and she's all the things that i would love in a person but for some reason I don't know what it is when I um Maybe you just didn't jump on the 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 Lewis bandwagon early enough. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I've been on the bandwagon since my teens and so yeah. I can I grew up with her, I guess. Yeah. Um But that side of her is something I respect. I guess is my point. You know, that that's not something that makes me not like her as an actor. It's just like the roles and the way she plays the roles. No, I but feel I like could see someone very, judging Yeah, she's that seems very like and look. Instance. There's a lot of actors out there that just do one thing, and, and, and you know, and, and and I like them, but for for some reason, there's just this disconnect that I have with her roles and the way she portrays her characters that I have, and it's not like uh, it's nothing against her. It's just I don't know. I I think it's because a lot of those movies that you endear that are that you're endeared by with mm-hmm. her, I, I have no connection to. You know, California, What's Gilbert Grape, yeah, like, all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know that she's just been in so many things that I really loved. Uh, that I, I've just kind of followed her over the years. And I think Jared that... Jared Leto, just, yeah, he, I, I can't stand him. He's I, so obnoxious. <laughs> I think that there's obviously a typecast with her, you know, and mm-hmm. that maybe, I don't know, maybe that's kind of where her disconnect is with it, where it's like, oh, let me guess, I'm playing like the screwed up druggie again. Like, yeah. here we go. Um, and maybe that is part of her sort of disdain for the character's personality or whatever but i just think it's like i could see somebody being like oh my god so unprofessional crazy she was saying all this stuff on her interview and it's like but anybody else if if a male counterpart does that they're passionate or they're just quirky or they're just you know you got like uh cuba gooding jr lifting women's skirts on stage yeah and like where 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 is where is the the criticism for him you know like that's just crazy shit so i'm saying as long as she's not hurting anybody i don't care how disconnected she is Mm. honestly to her characters like she did her job she played the character how she feels about the character off same thing with like brie larson i don't give a shit whether she likes marvel or not i don't care yeah it doesn't matter. They're actors yeah you're acting i hate that you're playing a part like move on very like She's safe, but she does seem like she kind of speaks her mind. She rebels a bit, and yeah. then look what happens. My God, yeah. she does like she doesn't react the way people want. Not even yeah. like Juliet Lewis level. Yeah, and they were ready to cancel her. Yeah. you know they, they they the lynch mom came it's out. It's so funny because it's the so Marvel lynch it's mom. It's so like base like if. If Brie Larson did one thing that Juliette Lewis did, they'd fucking cancel the hell out of her. They canceled but, her but for because... putting out NFTs for, like, yeah. for talking about NFTs. They're ready to rip her apart. Yeah. And so it's just funny how people like it's all that context of what your interpretation of that person is. Yeah. You know, uh, we there's too much put there's too much weight given to people that we don't know. Yeah. Uh, and, and you kind of have to be prepared to find out that this person's an asshole or has a dark past and that you're watching them perform. You you admire them as actors, as people, you don't know them. Yeah. You don't know any of them. And I, I know, was on a, on a slightly different note. I always hated when like, it, it, this always happens with De Niro, it seems like, you know, he has like, he'll have a line like, yeah, De Niro came in and he fucking shot everyone. That's fucking De Niro. Like, no, that's a script that somebody wrote. And he just <laughs> acted that out. You know what I mean? Like they act as if the, 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 the actor, in some cases they do, obviously, but they act as if the actor 
wrote the part that they played and yeah. that and stuff. And it's like I, I'm always so annoyed by that. I'm like, this there's a writer that wrote this. Come on, nobody cares about the writers. Yeah. We know that writers don't exist. Yeah. Um. Anyway, going back to the show, yes. Yeah. So, um, I I, I have di- to, we digress. We digress. Uh, I have to say that the the gem for this for me was Christina Ricci. Her yeah. character, like she was, she was one of my favorites. She's yeah. the younger her, and but Christina Ricci herself, like I haven't really enjoyed a Christina Ricci role in so long. Yeah. And I feel like she's been put in so many like just I guess kind of flat roles that oh, yeah. I, that I that's what I expected again. It's like I know Christina Ricci can act. She's been acting since she was a child. Yeah. But I just feel like the roles that she's been given or taken or just sort of one dimensional. And this time I was like I love her. Like yeah. she, I was the mo- and, most looking forward to her scenes. Yeah, and with with the character, she the type of character she was playing, it's so easy to kind of go in a mm-hmm. just a, a, a slip into like this overly comedic role, you know, like almost slapstick. And she was able to ground the character with, yeah, but still being kind of like a little bit over the top ish. Um, with the way that she played the character. Slight comedic. Yeah, with the slight comedic tone to it. But it was still, like I said, it was still grounded. Uh, So yeah, she was definitely one of the highlights of the show for me. And I also think they did a great job casting the younger versions of, you know, them, the way they look and the way they act. You know, obviously the the actors, you know, worked on the characters together, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which was, which was great. Um, I had one issue with this, with this show. And it was, I forget the episode, um, but there was a gratuitous nudity scene Yeah. that, oh, it just, it right through the heart. And maybe it's because I was simultaneously watching this with season two of Euphoria. Yeah. And I'm already set off by that. So I was super sensitive to it, maybe. But there was, like, it was the most unnecessary moment it was like a a one one oh one on how not to do nude scenes yeah in a show it added absolutely nothing to the storyline and actually made no sense in the moment either yeah they filmed the majority of that scene from the collarbone up that's all you had to do was yeah. just not have a wide shot and if you did have it from behind yeah so that one is covering the le- other. There right. was just no need to have this girl's breasts out. Yeah. It just was like, oh. It goes back to the, I think I've talked about it before, but it also goes back to the euphoria thing. And it's like, yes, these actors are of age, but the characters they're playing are not. Are teenagers. And so it's like we're watching, essentially watching teenagers naked. And it's like, I don't understand the value in that. But they're not even in a sex scene. They're yeah. having a, con- I mean, yes, they're canoodling in water, but they're they're having a conversation. Yeah. Tits out. It just it it was so unnecessary, yeah. and I was like, "Why?" Oh, that was the because there is a sex scene later, thing. and there is none of yeah. that, and it's like not that I wanted it. I'm just saying it was just perv. <laughs> it was just so it, it, to your point, though. It was just such a weird moment to have that happen. You know, if you're gonna be a perv, usually you, you wait for oh, let's put a sex scene, and then we can get a girl naked. And it's like, no, well, how about we just have two people talking, and we'll make them naked. It's like, Boobs it out, yeah. Boobs out, combo. Make doesn't make any sense, and um. I, I just I'm I'm so overseeing super young people naked. You know? Yeah, yeah. It it's just like, it's weird. It, it's weird, and, but also and just because you show some dude's ass or dong, it doesn't mean that uh, no. you can now show boobs. It's and like, also, it's like people want to. Oh, 
if we want to show boobs now, we have to make it equal and show dudes naked yeah, but as well. Also, it's like, well, how about the, nobody's naked? The dong to tit ratio. Yeah. If you go through films, the history of filmmaking. Well, the history, yeah. The dong to tit ratio even it recently, doesn't, even, doesn't even compare. Yeah. Even recently when, you know, things are trying to be more equal, uh, it's, it's still way off. And I mean, not for nothing, but with the amount of unsolicited dick pics that guys send out, I feel like they have a much easier time showing their dong than girls do their boobs. Not sure. that girls don't show their boobs unsol unsolicited. They certainly do. But, yeah. uh, you know, the running joke is that you get that dick pics is a thing yeah. for a reason, because they're, it's just so it's well, just. Uh, yeah, it goes. I mean, look, it goes abundance. back to the it, that whole double standard of like you can be high fived. You know, look, it's the whole Chris Evans thing. We love Chris Evans, but it's like nobody was shaming him when his no. dong got out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know? just an episode of dongs. Yeah. <laughs> All about dongs Ding on this dong. episode. Ding dong. Um, so, um, yeah, th that was the one thing that was oh, that was such a bummer for me uh, in that moment. Did it ruin the show? No. Have I lost sleep? No, no. I'm bringing it, it up because we're reviewing and it. Like and annoying or whatever. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're talking about it. What did I not like about it? I didn't like that. Didn't ruin the show for me. I still think everybody did, great, did a great job. But like, let's just do better. You know, yeah. that's unnecessary. Learn from that moment. Didn't need to be in there. Yeah. Still technically supposed to be watching teenage girls. Let's not. Yeah. Um, but overall, the show is great. Melanie Linsky has, she just has this, like, this really natural, nervous, comedic, timing to her characters yeah. uh and uh the dynamic between her and her husband you know there's yeah. this you know just every the casting was there's no book club <laughs> the I've casting was that. phenomenal i've seen that meme all over the place there's really no book club yeah because the, he the, there's this line that he delivers in the in one of the episodes where he is she says oh, i haven't been going to a book club and he's like there's no book club it's just the way he delivers that line was just hysterical to me they and, were really and, good together um yeah but it's it's your point right you know the the slack that i'm sure that, that they're getting because he's like this in-shape dude and and she's like you know curvy bigger and... curvy and and it's like why would this dude be with some you know and it's like well we never questioned that yeah. when it's the other way around yeah, exactly so and also like we're acting like melanie linsky is like morbidly obese right you know that's yeah melanie or, or unattractive she's she's beautiful she's yeah. talented She's a busty gal, you know, she's curvy. She always has been. I just want, they should let, you know, they do this to people. They do this to, to, um, uh, uh, a lot of actors like Tom Holland and, and, and what's her, and I zombie. Uh, it's like, well, they can, why can't they have their regular accents? You know? Oh, both. Why would, she wouldn't be British in that high school. I know, but I've never seen a, a movie with yeah, her have I, that in it. Obviously, rarely. this one it makes sense for her to, but yeah, rarely. You know, they don't they don't get to speak in their actual. But we watched the show Ghosts, and um, Rose McGivers in it, and she was in iZombie too. It's like she can be Australian or New Zealand or I don't know. I know they hate Ooh, each other or whatever. I know, but Kiwi. She they're she not can New have Zealand. that accent. It's okay, like. I don't know if it's frustrating for an actor or if they just don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I think I don't it's, know. it's where, like, Melanie Linsky's, she's states famous. Yeah. You know, and, and the goal for, for what I've heard from UK actors, the goal is to become popular in the States, is to be states famous. Yeah. So I think they're pretty much okay with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess if, you know, they keep, if the money keeps coming in and the, yeah, and the roles are good, like, I guess it doesn't really matter. She just, uh, I, I love stuff that she does. She does yeah. really good films and she's an amazing actor. And I think like, just also, it's just, I don't understand how, like to say like, oh, that you have to defend it. Like, well, she's beautiful. She's just curvy. But it's like, but, 
that has nothing to do with the character. Like, why are we even yeah, talking yeah. about this? It's irrelevant. You know, it's just, is she performing the way she's right. supposed to be performing? Nobody's Who talking cares? about Christina Ricci's weight, you know? Well, they did for a while. But you Christina know, Ricci... one way or the other, they're not like, oh, she's too short or too thin or too that or too this. Yeah. It's like, well, we they... have to focus on the person that we feel is not they, fit with the they ideal. Re... Here's the funny thing, though. They really did because she she had she's had moments in her career where she was heavier and she got the most criticism. And now that she's thinner, no one says anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so she lost the weight and it was like, oh, okay. All right, we we're, we won't talk about you constantly all the time. But like Buffalo 66, you know, she had more of like that baby fat kind of round face and yeah. she was bustier. And then Black Snake Moan, she just like tiny. She, yeah. she looked like a size zero, you know. So and then all of a sudden it was like, OK, no one had anything to say about it anymore. Um, but look, anyway, the show is fantastic. It's worth getting tricked into a Showtime free trial if you don't <laughs> already have Showtime. Yeah. Just, I mean, due diligence Watch the show. It is it's it's officially over, so you could binge it. Yeah, cancel it. <laughs> Showtime's yeah. like thanks a lot, because um, we know they listen to the show. Uh, but look, if you don't want to have to pay for that, you know, worry about forgetting the subscription. Like mm -hmm. just cancel it. But it really was an amazing show. Yeah. I am so excited for season two. Yeah, and Christina Ricci's villain, if you can call her that. I've never. It, it's it's always so awesome when you get to love a villain like yeah. i know she's not a great person but she's also not the worst you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like she's bad but she means well yeah in her evil because doings. she's crazy in her head she feels like she's genuinely doing the right thing yeah um so you're like that's too much yeah but you forgive it in some weird way the lady with the cigarettes which by the way was awesome that was a great way uh, uh of getting her i I saw, like, I knew something was up yeah. when the way they focused on the cigarettes in the garbage. I was like, oh no. Yeah. But I really didn't see that coming before that because I think mean, she's letting her go. Why yeah. would she let her go? And then, you know, yeah. but then I was like, oh, this bitch. Because it wasn't enough to let her go. She had to fuck with her. Yeah. In the last moment, she was like, all right, I'm going to let you think that you're walking out of here, but I really killed you in this basement. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so kudos to the writers because that was they've written that character in such an amazing way. And she's so weird and intrusive and doesn't think she's yeah. doing the right. When she snorts the coke, instead of just like, yeah. like knocking it off of the bed, she <laughs> snorts all the coke. The last person, the last character that needs to be on coke yeah. is her character. She's like, oh, maybe I'm going to die soon. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> It yeah. was just so She's good. Probably, yeah, my favorite character. It yeah. was so good. I re I really love her character, and I'm so excited for. I think the second season should come out this year. Were they saying that the end I of this know. year or something? I hope so. God, am I gonna? We're gonna have to have Showtime for the rest, like I for the next like, nine months. You know, or what? I didn't see the trailer for this show. I'm almost positive. I didn't either. Um, I just went by but, the synopsis, and I was like, I think I'm in. And I I remember looking at the poster for it, and I'm just like, I didn't. The poster for it's so weird. Teeny. It had a, it had a, like, like a was, major it had like a, a um I felt like it could have been pretty a little liars kind of yeah I could see that too but for but me like, it had like a pretty little liars it's like yellow thing. jackets but then there's an actual yellow jacket on the face I'm like I don't I don't I I don't know it was just a weird choice for the it it looked nice but it, it was just like a weird choice for it I appreciate it now but at the moment when I saw it I thought oh that's probably gonna if I didn't know that we had Melanie and Christina and yeah, Juliet yeah. I would have been like it's a teen show and I'm not gonna yeah. watch this um, I genuinely thought it was like about killer bees 
you know, some <laughs> cheesy horror film about yellow jackets that kill I people. I could see that. You know? No, I could see that. I guess because I had read the synopsis, I yeah. knew that wasn't the case. But yeah, so, no. Again, great looking poster. I just don't think it did this the series justice because it it's better than the poster. Yeah. But that now that you've seen the show, the poster. I said, why is there a B on it? I don't get it. Because they they're yellow the... jackets. And yeah, I get that's the name of their team. But yeah. it's like there's an actual B on the person's because face. The, and it's like that's your logo for your team is a yellow I, I jacket. Guess. They it's are the just... yellow. Ja- I think you're looking too far into this. Yeah, maybe. Sir. Like, if they just took the yellow jacket off and it was just the face. You need a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Getting fired up. I guess I'm so, I'm more, I'm more, I get more um, critical the more I like a show. You know, because I love the show just like you did. It's going to be, it's definitely going to be one of my top five of the year when we do our year end thing. It'll be in there. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just, you know, fix the poster. Well, also the um the the woman who is the the character who's running for state assembly or whatever yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like what I appreciated was when she realized shit got weird. She said to her wife, "Take the kid and get the fuck out of here." Yeah, right? Where yeah. like in horror movies, they'd be like, "I'll just keep this to myself." I woke up in a tree outside yeah. of the house when she realized who she was to the son. Yeah, when, and she was like, "Oh, get out." Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I the discovery and that. the fucking be- yes, the thing in the basement again. Yeah, it went a little far because I'm like, there's I feel no like way. Season two is just going to get bonkers. They're I setting hope it, it up. I hope it does be in the best crazy. way. Like, please right. keep keep this writing quality going. Like, it's so good, uh, and I hope they don't kill it. But it's I hope they kill it in a good way. Yeah. Uh, but it's just such a there's freaking good such show. Potential for season two that, yeah. Well, there is going to be a season two. Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying like. I hope the pressure doesn't like force yeah. them to to write. You know, you, you, when they write this season, they're just like, "Well, here's our idea for show, and it's great." And now there's the pressure, there's the, f- the following, and yeah. the fans. So we, and, yeah. you know, and and if if Netflix or Showtime is going to be like, "Well, you got to up the stakes," and it's like, "No, just let them write what they're going to write." You know, mm-hmm. maybe the stakes will raise, maybe they'll be the same. We need more it, boobs. Yeah, something. There weren't know. enough boobs in it. We need more boobs in moments that make no sense. But I feel like. I feel like this whole series is probably plotted out already. Probably, yeah. yeah. You, you know? I mean, I would, I would assume that they'd have some kind of an outline yeah. that they, that they prepped for in case yeah. you know it, it did well. Anyway, we absolutely loved it. It was a really, really good show. Um, definitely recommend getting sucked into the free trial if you don't already. If you're, if you're not currently in your ninth month of a free trial, <laughs> then I would suggest yeah. you go into the first month of a free trial yeah. just to watch this show. Um, also, can we just like. Or you can buy just, it. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm getting to a point where I think it just makes sense to buy because like if I watch a show and I'm like, oh, that wasn't great, but I forgot to cancel my subscription. I already paid like twelve or thirteen bucks for that yeah. show. So if you well, watch depends, something right. and if you don't like it, it's like, show. all right, you know, I didn't like it. I mean, it's less than a movie theater ticket. To yeah. watch an entire series. If you yeah. didn't like the series, then you lost out on a movie ticket or like, you know, whatever random mundane crap that yeah. we use as an example. But, you know, it's it's not like you're buying the season for $50. Right. You know, if Plus, it's like 15 I, I or wonder, 20 bucks, like just get I the I wonder how thing. it works for the creators, though. You know, like if um, there's a movie I, I've been dying to watch and it's probably just going to be some whatever movie. But for some reason, I'm like, I have to see this movie. And... um I wonder if I were to buy it. Is it that kid detective? Yeah, thing? yeah. Kid <laughs> I wonder if I if I were to take the free trial and then watch it versus just renting the film. 
Actually, I think you can only buy it now, so I wouldn't do that. But if I were to rent the film, like how that translates to the creators of the sh- mm. of the film, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's more of an issue with uh, indie films and and you know studios will just you know they pay and then they you know they make their money back through that way. So I don't really care about them in that way. But when it comes to um, smaller films and you know people that like, if you were to rent it on Amazon, they actually see a portion of that money. You know, I don't know versus Good watching question. it on Netflix. If you know. I mean, Netflix is, look, we love Netflix. We watch tons of shit on there, but they're not like the greatest platform for creators, you know? No, they're better than better than most, nothing, yeah. I guess. But, you know, they, better they've than all like got an their, Amazon, which they've got their flaws, that model of like, well, you could put it on Amazon and then you get a percentage of the sales versus Netflix just buying it outright for you. At least you're getting some money there, I guess. You don't get much from, no, that, not from, much from, at all. Every, from every like podcast of filmmakers talking i've heard you don't get really anything yeah uh as a, as a newcomer basically your payment is that your movie your movie made it on netflix, netflix but you're yeah. not making your money back off of what they're gonna buy it for because yeah i mean it, it's luckily it's still risk. it's still seen at it, it's it's that whole like well, well you, you get exposure dollars but i feel like hmm. having a film on netflix is still pretty good resume you know yeah yeah i think for, it, you know. it means less than it used to sure I think uh, it probably means less than But I feel like to, it, would, it could get you in some rooms. Hopefully, yeah. You know. We'll never know. Um, <laughs> so, with that attitude. Um, shout out. MoGraph. MoGraph. Um, MoGraph TV is live. Yes, Check it out. MoGraph TV is live. We are not on it because we're just too lazy for we that are, well, at the our moment. Commercial, our commercial runs on it. Yeah, our commercial does. But our, we don't record our shows yet. Maybe. But do you want us to record our shows? Do you care to see our faces? I'm, I, I'm in my pajamas with a fleece... Uh, uh, what was this show? Imaginary Friends. Oh, I don't know. Remember Cheese? Cheese. Yeah, yeah, Cheese from uh, Foster's Kids, Foster's Home for Imaginary Kids. That was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's a cartoon. Right. I think it was on Cartoon Network years ago. That was so funny. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I have my cheese fleece on, <laughs> and my pajamas. Like, who wants to see that? Nobody. Mm. Um. Also, we have a we do have a bunch of guests lined up. Lined up. Uh, actually, kind of overwhelmed at the moment. We we're running. I was running out of dates to give people. I had to start moving into April. Uh. So uh, that should be interesting i'm also looking on getting the um the director of uh small engine repair <laughs> what is your obsession with there's no way that guy's going to be on the show look okay never say never uh but uh, i haven't reached out either so i can't well i have to go through the imdb pro because he's not like he's big time he's he's not indian enough indie enough for me to just go on instagram and private message him and get mm. him on the show so that one's going to be a tough one we have to find out who this guy's uh pr yeah is uh but anyway so we're looking to get um brandon and john their new podcast mm-hmm. uh nerds, nerds in, in color. color um we're gonna be talking to them hopefully soon because they started their podcast and see uh see what's up with those guys what's up with you guys what's up with you guys and uh you know like reach out with questions or suggestions or things or films and you know we'll uh, we'll get back to you at some point yeah we yeah. will bye bye, bye. bye.